I'm just gonna press record. Whatever happens, happens. I keep I keep telling you this is an organic experience. <laughs> Not everything is an organic experience. It has to be, no. Sarah. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi, welcome back to Cryptids and Mystics. <laughs> I wish we had air horns. We don't have air horns. Out of all the things this this damn soundboard has, it does not have air horns. Well, anyways, cheers, everyone. Cheers. We're drinking Coke. Hell yeah. Mexican Coke. Because, you know, like we were talking earlier, Mexican Coke, that, that little coquita, you know, that shit hits different. Superior. Superior Coke. Absolutely. They probably still use cocaine in it and everything, too. <laughs> Ooh. No wonder I feel so alert after I'm done <laughs> drinking one. Oh, man. Anyway, okay, for the record, I don't actually do it, okay? Yeah, Everyone JK, calm down. LOL, we're not doing drugs. No, we're not. On the podcast. Yet. Um, <laughs> if we get big enough, maybe. Oh, we got drug jokes. Okay. Hey. <laughs> no, we don't. Anyway, so, um, I don't know, anything Anything you want to touch up on before we jump in? I hit my hand on my desk right now, so that's fun. It's just like a nice little... Nice. Because I have, like, the driest winter hands of all time right now. Um, I just thought you were being very aggressive. I wasn't going to say anything. But... I love this podcast. <laughs> it, I love doing this. This fulfills me. I mean, it does, but that's not why. I, hit I mean, the yeah, thing. It does. yeah, you're right. It does. I lo- we love doing this. So I had I lo- I was like, I'm going to say so many things today. I have nothing to say. My mind's blank. It's empty. There's two ping pong balls rolling around in there. I think because it's Monday and we're off when we normally should be working. Yeah, we never record on a Monday, ever. No. This is a first for us. And, I mean, we figured to take advantage of the fact that we're off today, you know, for Martin Luther King Day. Um, We should be doing, like, volunteer stuff, but instead I'm home washing my sheets and doing a podcast, so. Yeah, well, that's going to be me later at some (laughs) point today, um, before bedtime. But, yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. You know, hopefully you guys are enjoying what you uh, listened to so far. You know, you can find us on many different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, tune in. Also, to, you know, I know we keep mentioning this, but I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. Please send your stories. Yes, we have some more, but we would like even more. The more, the merrier. If, if I, I want to have at least enough to do three to start. And then see where that goes from there. Hopefully. Three episodes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got and then that. and then and then hopefully if we have more listeners, you know, people start tuning in more, more stories come in. Even some of the people that have already written, if you have more stories still to share to, send them our way. More than happy to cover them. We're all for it, man. I, I'm sure we all have our own stories to share, and would love to share it here if you guys are yeah. welcome. Yeah, and so. we can share our stories if you want. Like we'll throw in one of ours. So you could hear spoopy stories that we don't usually get to talk because we're telling other people's stories. Yeah. I, I totally don't mind talking about my uh, my pervy ghost lady, you know? <laughs> um, Manny's wife also has one, and she sent it in to me. Um, and she's told me about it before, so I'm glad she wrote it down. So I'm going to... And she gave me so much shit for it. <laughs> she did. She said, Manny won't take my story, so here it is. I wrote it down for you. Because I told her. I'm like, I'm not, I am not. I don't care. I know the story, but I'm not going to tell it because I, I prefer when she tells the story. She's the one who lived through it. It's true. You know, I'm going to probably butcher it up. Be like, oh, something happened. And, you know, her shoe fell off. And, you know, like all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was like something weird about like eating certain cereal that day. Like totally irrelevant yeah. point. Because that's how I tell stories anyway. No, she gave me all the hot points to hit. So you all will hear that one when we get a listener story going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So please send them in, uh, you know, through our um, Instagram you know, or cryptids our, and mystics. Our email cryptids and mystics podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can do that too. 
you know, uh, and and you know, let us know if you want us to use your name or not. Mm-hmm. Want to re- be respectful of that, what your pronouns are, mm-hmm. and everything too. Want to be respectful of all of that. Yeah, you can change so. any names you want to protect the identity of people in the story. Yeah, like I was thinking about using my story and like calling myself like Cletus or something. You know. Like, well, now we're gonna know that Cletus is Manny. So. <laughs> if if you're really paying attention, you'll know. But if you're if like you me, other episodes, <laughs> see, another callback. You gotta listen to the episode. See, see, see. Oh, man, so see, I, I'm telling you, this is why people are gonna hate us. They're like, oh, I have to listen in order. God. Right. Excuse this. me, y'all. I have to stay hydrated, so I'm just gonna take a little LD out here. Ooh, beautiful. That was really nice. You know, I was contemplating bringing bringing my <laughs> beard today, but I'm like, it's too early. So it is probably, kind of early. Probably shouldn't. Well, it's afternoon now. <laughs> so technically, it would have been okay. I'm technically. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm just drinking water. So I for those of you that don't know what a liquid death is, Amy actually introduced me to liquid death. It was hilarious. We were drinking at a concert together, and then she was like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar. I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. And she came back with a liquid death for me. <laughs> and I was like, I said I didn't want anything else to drink. And I was like, I'm driving. And then she was like, it's not alcohol. And I was like, are you sure? And she was like, read it. Because <laughs> it was like dark. And I read it and I was like, oh, it's water. Water in a can. Who does this? I thought she was trying to poison me. <laughs> she kind of did though. Because now 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 you're now you're adamant that this is actually a really good thing. Water in a can is delicious and it's better for the environment because it's easier to recycle aluminum. So Yeah, well, Nestle doesn't care about that. No, they don't. But I don't know who owns Liquid Death. Maybe they own themselves. I think they're, they're like their own company. Yeah. Oh, it says they donate 10% <clears throat> of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Hey, that. look at you doing your part. See, hey, you were talking about going to go volunteer today. Look, you're, you're, you're doing that by drinking a liquid death. Sure. Oh, it's made in Austria. Well, they have Krampus. Okay, well, we love them. It says a recycle or die. On the, the oh, fuck yeah, dude! You bet. You better because the can just aggressively told you to. Yeah, liquid death is very like it's like the raddest, coolest water I've ever seen in my life. Um, their merchandise is really cool too. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't tried their. I don't really like seltzer, but I do like lime. So I want to try their like lime seltzer one. Uh, I think we've had it before. I think it was like a mixed berry one. I think that we had. It. Oh, that was, that was that was pretty good okay. too. Yeah, that one was pretty good. I like that one. I, I think we had it when we went to go see AGR with Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I want to I wanna try those. But yeah. I do. I should start buying it by the case. Because I just, they didn't have the flat one by the case. They only had the sparkling one by the case at Target. So that's mm. what I ended up with. Um, anyway. Maybe enough of our banter, our chit-chat. Wait, who's going first today? I don't know. I'll go first since my notes are already out. Oh, mine are too. I can just unlock my phone. <laughs> Hello. I don't remember if Sorry, I went first last time or madam. not. All right, hold on. Let me. I went first last time. Because last episode, if you already tuned in, you should know what it is. So I don't have to tell you. You should have already heard it. Um, so at this so. point, they should be shouting through their like stereo or wherever they're listening. Like, no, you went first, stupid. Like, it's Sarah's turn to go first. Or something like that. You know? That's what I do when I listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> that's not right. That's not how but you when pronounce you rec- it. When you're recording it, it's completely different. I'm a, it's churro, not churro. Not churro. <laughs> Churros are really good, though. I had churros last night. Oh, I'm so jealous. We went to Tams and they have them there and they're really good. Tams? Mm-hmm. They sell them at Tams. The what fast food the restaurant. Hell? That's right. Okay. They're from I think Tams is from Eastlos, no? I it's think. from somewhere in LA for sure. Yeah. But we love our Mexican food at Tams. Hell so. yeah. We got cheese fries mm, and churros. That's what's up right there. That was amazing. That's what's up right there. That was a good dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to go get chicken wings. 
Well, I already had chicken wings without you. I, I mean, we had chicken wings together. Oh, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, you know, like, like I actually have to sit down. Yeah, but where's a good place to have wings? That isn't overly masculine? No, that isn't, like, uh, <laughs> no, Buffalo like, Wild Wings. I was going to say, well, because a lot of these places are very overly masculine. That's very true. So that's kind of the thing, too. It's like, like, I'm not even comfortable when I walk into, like, a, what is it, a wing stop? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, because they have sports in there, like, right off the bat. And I'm, I love I, I love sports. I like wrong, sports, but... but there's such a weird masculine culture there. I'm like, can I have some wings? And they're like, do you really want wings? I'm like, what the? Duh. What did I come here for? Duh, bro, how do you want it to burn? It's like, <laughs> no, I, I just want to enjoy them. Like, my and digestive like, system can't tolerate that. Same with much? Buffalo Wild Wings, the restaurant, and I've heard really bad horror stories about them. Like, they will like cook like bad food and stuff. They don't give a fuck, and their service has always been really bad at the yeah. one by my house. So. Uh, to be fair, they are pretty inconsistent. So. You know the times that I've gone. We gotta I mean, find uh, a place that sells good wings. I mean, I've, 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 I'll still go because I'm a wing whore like that, <laughs> and I love chicken wings. Like, in fact, that's probably my, my family's probably burnt out by it. They're like, can you please pick something else? God damn it! Like, you know, you're such a dad. Dads do that. My dad loves Mexican food. And he won't eat anything. Like, we'll be like, we should go get this, and he'll be like, I really want Mexican. We're like, bro, you want Mexican every day. Yo, <laughs> we're Mexican. <laughs> We're used to it. Can we pick something else? <laughs> Can we expand our horizons no, here? No, we won't let you. Well, you know, uh, th- that's also when I got into my poke kick for a while there. Like, I just wanted poke the whole time. I was like, dude, this is amazing. And Amy's like, you've burnt me out on this shit. I'm tired of it. I'm done. Can you I've please stop? I've never had poke. <laughs> well, I just started eating fish and chicken like a year ago. So give me a break. You're too late. I failed you as a friend. <laughs> I've never had poke. I've had sushi. Really good. I love sushi. Trust me, poke is going to be just as good. Okay. I, I mean, it, I, I think it just really depends on where you go. Okay. Let's just... We have to get into this because I have a really long topic. My bad. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I'm all yours. Today, I want to talk to you about something a little bit witchy and maybe a little bit holistic. It's the history of potions. I've been waiting for this. I'll be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> and my my favorite disclaimer to everyone, uh, just so you know, if you're like new to this, we we don't tell each other what we're covering coming into the recording, so it's always a nice little surprise. Um, everything Sarah covers at this point, I'm I have no idea about, so I'm learning from her. Well, so. this one he knows a little bit about from me because we're the absolute nerds that had a PowerPoint party. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it on TikTok. You've seen it on Instagram. That was us. Um, <laughs> that was us. <laughs> we love a PowerPoint party. So we did um, different, all, like, I think you guys did it in couples, so you cheated. We Cheaters. encouraged you to do it. I know, but Ange couldn't make it, so then I had to do it by myself. Whatever. I'm the <laughs> one that did all the talking anyway. I did my whole entire presentation by myself. Um, and I did present the history of potions to everybody. It was kind of like a 101, kind of a, a little bit smaller than this, more condensed. Give yourself some credit, though. That's a flex right there. The fact <laughs> that you did it all yourself. <laughs> And I did do, um, we served like drinks with our presentations and mine like was themed, like, themed yeah, it looked it. like a potion. It was and actually really cute. I like that. It was vodka, blue curacao, lemonade, and 7-Up. It was so good. That was actually really good, yeah. It was so good. We were kind of drunk at Honestly, the end of this party. Yeah, I'm so glad we went last because we were already feeling pretty pretty good. <laughs> so by the time we got to us, we're like, all right, I feel really loose. Let's yeah. go. Isn't this... that when um, Amy made the best old fashioned of all time? Oh my God. We used Uncle Nearest. Yeah. Oh my god, that shit was so good. I, till this day, I I I crave that. Me too. Drink. Like it's ridiculous. Are they back in stores yet? Do you know? I don't know. I I mean, when I when what I last heard was that they did a really bad batch, so they pulled them all. Yeah. I think I think sometime like in the next couple of months, it should be coming back. I hope so. 
Because that was so good. So good. And also very responsible of them. Yeah. Because they could have just kept them like, oh, whatever, we're just going to sell them anyway and make money off of it. But no, they they, yeah, no. they stuck to their they brand. They pulled their bad batch out and they are doing a, they're going to do a little do-over. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's impressive. Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm totally down to pay the, you know, extortionary amount of money that you had paid for a bottle of those. I'll of pay that. whatever. We had the middle of the road, Uncle Nearest. We didn't have the highest one and we didn't have the lowest one. I will break the bank and for the And it was so one. good. I would break the bank. I would break the bank. Uh, Tasting the middle of the road one, I would break the bank for the highest one. That shit was so good. Amazing. All right, maybe... This isn't an ad, but amazing. But it should be. Yeah. I would love for them to be a sponsor. Oh, yeah, sponsor. Please. But, um, well, I guess today's Mexican Coke, I guess, is our sponsor today. And Liquid Liquid Death. Death. We've already talked about them. Even though they're not really sponsors. But you guys should drink those two things. They're really good. (laughs) Maybe what we should do is one of these episodes at some point we should you know like swindle amy to making us some old fashions oh yeah dude just bring him in a little picture oh uh, yeah <laughs> i'm just, just gonna show up with a picture be like hi i'm here you're like yes let's go i have like little highball close, glasses i can put him in i'm on close the door very fun <laughs> close the door we need some privacy for this <laughs> just drunk as fuck me and podcast um Let's just not edit around that time. <laughs> oh, you know when we can do that is when you watch the scary movie that we're going to have to make you watch. Uh, I haven't well, made the Patreon yet. I was going to say, well, there's there's a deal to that, though. I, there's a deal to we that, We need though. to do that maybe after this podcast. We need to make a Patreon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Back to my here. story. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Potions. <laughs> so I have my very first fun fact for y'all. Yay. Do it. Potion, the word, comes from the Latin word potio or potus, which means to drink. In ancient Greek, the word for drugs or potions were the same. They were pharmaca, and that's where we get the current word for pharmacy. Oh. Yeah, so drugs and, like, medicinal drugs and potions Mm -hmm. were in direct relation to each other. So now when you say potion, you kind of, like, it conjures up ideas of magic and stuff. Mm -hmm. But back then when you said potion, they were like, oh, medicine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And so by definition, it simply just means like a liquid that contains a medicine. In more sinister definitions, it's a liquid that contains a poison. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Is there... No, there's no... Stopper. No, there's no bum, bum, bum in here. A uh, lot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Manny's killing me. I can't... Okay, wait. It's Monday, guys. I'm sorry. It's a different... It's a different me. <laughs> on a Monday, so. Oh, I've never seen Monday, man. Whoa. Whoa. He wears a Dodger hat like he normally would. <laughs> he looks the same still. He looks the same, but he acts different. He's supposed to be more professional, but, but you know. He's not. Yeah, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm sure my coworkers and my bosses and everybody would tell you, be like, no, he's really not. <laughs> he never is. All right. So a lot of the history of potions is tied up in, like, legalities, capitalism, and trickery. In short, potions have been conflated to medicine, witchcraft, and, of course, business. Um, Potions gave rise to people that we once called charlatans and quacks. So, like, potion peddling invented the term quack doctor. Likewise, snake oil salesmen had to go there, too. Oh. Yeah. This started in the 15th century in Europe and then saw, like, a huge spike during the Great Plague in London in the 17th century. And then also in the Americas in the 1800s, we had, like, the peddlers. And I'll get into that. Yeah. Um, in reality, many of these potions were filled with flower oils and other good-smelling things. And that was, of course, when they were at their best. <laughs> when they were at their worst, mm-hmm. they contained things like pigeon hearts. For love potions, a tinct- tincture and cure-alls from Victorian London had ground-up mummies in them. 
That sounds great. And we will get to that too. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I'll expand a little bit on that. That might be like a whole other episode. Like that's that's. A big I feel one. like you're gonna probably have to because you can't just leave it like that. It's a big like, one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking gross, dude. So speaking of tinctures, these are just another type of potion. It's typically an extract from something, plant, animal, dissolved in alcohol. And the alcohol keeps it fresh for longer. And you just apply it top topically or oral orally. And we still use tinctures today. So I'm thinking of like cannabis tinctures in particular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun fact. Another one. All right. A tincture of castorum is used in perfumery and rarely food like imitation vanilla and schnapps from Sweden. It's like a very specific schnapps. Mm-hmm. Um, castorium is a yellowish fluid that is excreted by the castor extracts of beavers. That's right. So beavers excrete this along with urine, usually to mark their territory. In perfumery, it's said to have a leathery smell. So you know that if you have, like, a male cologne, they Mm -hmm. love a leathery smell in a male cologne. Mm -hmm. So they're just these little glands that are, like, by the taint of a beaver. And they just excrete this gross yellow liquid. And we as humans take that and we're like, ooh, yummy. (laughs) Manny has no words. He's breaking down inside. He's thinking of all the cologne he's put on his body. (laughs) Over the years, yeah. Which is why it's also a good thing I stopped wearing cologne. Yeah. You know? It's got beaver shit in it. Well, not like shit, but excretion. It might as well be. I mean, it's like not that far off, you know? Who wants beaver excretion? Well, clearly we all do. (laughs) The ones that enjoy cologne and shit. And that's schnapps from Sweden and certain types of, like, imitation vanilla. I don't know why you need that in imitation vanilla, but people put it in there. So get real vanilla. That's fucking... That's really fucking gross. (coughs) Yeah. And when I looked this up, I had to see pictures of it. It was not good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're the one that did the research then, guys. I would have stopped the whole thing, but you know what? I'm just not going to record this. I'm too scarred with whatever I just saw. We're skipping this one. Can we just skip this one? (laughs) No, and I didn't have to skip it. I put it in as a fun fact. I wanted you to know. See, this is how committed Sarah is to the cause. I'm so committed. She's willing to scar herself emotionally for it. <laughs> which I, I appreciate that. You know, trauma all around for everyone. Even even for the people listening. Shared trauma. We call it shared trauma. You're welcome. Thanks for joining the club. <laughs> so much like my topic of crystals, humans have been using potions since the beginning of time. As long as we've had ailments, we've been looking for things that will fix them. We might not have called them potions back then. We maybe used words like herbal remedies or like just referred to flowers and plants when we use them. Mm -hmm. But it is worth noting that archaeological studies have shown that potions have been used in Iraq 60,000 years ago and 8,000 years ago in China. Damn. So according to the Getty, herbs were used as potions by the Greeks in the 4th century. Often these tinctures and herbs were used with wands to administer them. It's where we get the connection of magic and witchcraft in many ways. Much of religion in those days was rooted in magic. You had to say the right words and make the right movements and use the right mixture to praise your gods. And what's more magical than that, really? And that was very regular. Like, it wasn't seen as something that was, like, evil Mm -hmm. until kind of later. So let's talk about the first time we ever see that, notably in the Greeks, Um, in the Odyssey. Okay. There's a story of what is, in many ways, the first witch, even though she's not called that. Her name is Circe. Many of you may know her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's an immortal who mixes drugs with food. So she makes a potion Mm -hmm. and then uses a wand to turn Odysseus's people into pigs and wolves. She's never called a witch more than likely because that story predates the term. But the use 
She's never called a witch, more than likely because that story predates the term, but the use of a magical potion to do a little mischievous evil against men is pretty much the definition of witch. So, <laughs> I mean, specifically against men, so really, we, we must have fucked up like we always do. You fucked do. it up, you fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, we fucked up like we normally do, so really, is it really Who knows what bad? they were doing to her? <laughs> That's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're only hearing one side of the story here, guys. <laughs> And this brings me to the sexist history behind potions. Uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Often potions were created out of necessity. So in hunter-gatherer societies, they were made from things that could be gathered and therefore were something that was created by females. So kind of from the beginning of time, potions were more of a female thing. Right. Um, and then in the 1500s and beyond, when one couldn't get medical attention, what little there was and what was understood of medicine notwithstanding, Women were often the ones who created potions to help themselves and others. So they were the ones you went to to get your potions and stuff when you couldn't get medical attention. Okay. Because they were not respected in medical spheres, they sold them in secret. And as they sometimes work, herbal medicine is still used today. Men became angered by this. They would accuse the women of witchcraft and all kinds of shit just to get them to stop selling and gatekeep medical knowledge. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. And much of this is where we get the crossover <clears throat> between holistic medicine and magic and therefore the women as witches trope so any woman that was smart and made her own money can possibly do it without the help of the devil i've read some like um some stuff on like when we change from feudalism to like a more capitalist society mm. often women were left to sort of fend for themselves like if their husbands died or they left them or whatever mm -hmm. so they would like start a business or they would sell potions or whatever to make ends meet and then if they were successful men would be like oh that's a witch women can't be successful clearly so Duh. and that was like the nature of how capitalism made witches it's quite ugly <laughs> let's call it what it is us guys are stupid that's really what it comes down to i mean i would say not just men but like there are women that also believed that i would say it's like the influence of government capitalism okay i feel a little better about it <laughs> like you didn't invent it yourself relax no i didn't <laughs> but still we're stupid like come on man like, like people in general it's like god way to let money influence you there guys so even without the use of like the term magic in whatever terms people thought that was there was always the use of plants as medicine. Fun fact, in Iraq, a Neanderthal was found with flowers used for medicinal properties. A Neanderthal. Like, those were archaic humans, not even actually Homo sapiens. They were not us. Dude. They gave us stone tools, fire, weaving of cloth, and apparently even medicines. Um, like I said last episode, they collected crystals as we do now. It's not really known if they use crystals for healing like we do today, but the version of potions they had were definitely used for medicinal purposes. In that finding, some archaeologists concluded that the buried Neanderthal was actually a shaman or a medicine man of some sort, which indicates that they had a go-to person that studied and applied their medicines to people, which I did not know. That's fucking cool. That was a really cool that find. That is really cool. I like, it literally blew me away. I never, like, I guess because we have that stereotype of, like, when you think of Neanderthals, you think of, like, a, quote, caveman. Right. And they're, like, like a brute. Yes. But yeah. actually, they were they had, like, really sophisticated ways of life. Mm -hmm. And that's why they were easily bred with Homo sapiens. And that's how they kind of died out. Weren't they also kind of the ones that began the whole idea of, uh, you know, like, burials for their dead? Yes, and all they stuff like did that? do funerary practices. Yeah. Um, in some cases, so I guess it varied from place to place. It, it was probably based on climate. I read that mm -hmm. some Neanderthals practiced, I forget what they call it, but it's a form of cannibalism where if somebody dies, 
they have to completely deflesh it, the person, and like eat or burn whatever is there. One for survival, sure. and two because if the like decomposition attracts animals and they could uh, die. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's something that they practice. They didn't necessarily have to eat them, but a lot of Neanderthals did deflesh mm-hmm. as a form of like funerary rite. Yeah. I mean, I get the uh, morbidity behind it and how people can be uncomfortable yeah. with that. But not they that, didn't not... have like modern stuff well, to take care of that. And I was going to say too, I'm like, and not that I'm condoning people to be cannibalists by any means, mm-hmm. right? But at the same token, you're, you're talking about a time, like you said, that they, there's very limited resources, very limited ways of functioning. Like yeah, They didn't gonna... have cemeteries. Yeah. And they you... didn't have like big tools to dig holes six feet in the ground. That's why we go so far when you bury someone, so that you're not attracting animals. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't... And that's also why we encase. So, and the, the encasement is now, like in modern encasement, it's mm-hmm. not just like, a, you think of like a pine box. Mm-hmm. Well, your casket gets sort of locked. And then it's put into a stone basin, and then they close the stone basin, and then they bury that six feet under. I don't think I want that. <laughs> oh, I want to be cremated. Yeah, I either want to yeah. be cremated or like I've I've heard of this new thing that they're doing. It's like they're making you like making it an organic thing now, where like you kind mm-hmm. of like break down organically and kind of become one with the earth again, type of thing. Mm-hmm. I would be cool with that too. I mean, you can also donate your body to a body form. Those are cool. You know that, what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they investigate the how they how they uh, investigate you know, like the composition and decomposition. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only the only issue I'd have with that is that I don't know if I want to see. I want people to see my beer belly. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. I mean, you'll with be that dead. Idea. So yes, physically, I will be gone from this plane. But spiritually, it'll be I'll probably be floating around. You're just somewhere. watching it in the and, and I see it happen. I'm like, oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> they put me in that. They put me in that shirt. I hate that <laughs> shirt. That shirt. <laughs> I, why, why do I have a scarf on my neck? <laughs> Not the scarf. Oh! So you were murdered, but you also did donate your body to science. See a little, a little bit of both. Okay, okay. You know, let's let's see if they're really paying attention. <laughs> now, one thing I will say about donating your body to science is, after science is done with you. The parts of your body that still exist, which are typically bones, um, they can give them to anybody. So, like, let's say they're done <clears throat> studying how your body uh, lived through decomp. Uh-huh. They can take your toe, which is like decomposition, decom- decomposition toe. <laughs> decomposed toe? Yes, decomposed <laughs> toe. Sorry, I'm struggling today. It's, it's Monday. Monday. Um, <laughs> so they take your decomposed toe. And they can donate it to people that train dogs that are, like, they find cadavers. Oh. So a stranger could just have your toe and be using it for a dog. Likewise with any other body part. I'm kind of okay with that, though, if it's a puppy. Um, here's one that you might not be okay with. When your skull and bones are fine, so let's say you have a full skeleton. Nobody picked off your skeleton or whatever. That can get donated to, like... Like scientists that piece that together that really want a real skeleton and not like a fake one. And then from there, they can legally sell it to anybody they want. So uh, just a armchair anthropologist could maybe have it in their home. There's your skeleton chilling. Um, and then no. one that I found out <clears throat> through um, living in L.A. Because, <laughs> you know, we love our quirky, strange shops in L.A. Um, sometimes if you see like teeth and bones and stuff and taxidermy stuff um it'll have a plaque that says we legally purchased this from a medical facility so medical facilities will sell your bones so you could be in a shop in la and you don't know 
You can haunt the Mystic Museum in Burbank. Shout out. <laughs> I I kind of like that, but I also kind of don't like that. That's kind of creepy. I don't want that. Yeah, but you can't decide what happens. I don't happens. want that. No, fuck that. I don't want that. <laughs> you can't decide what happens after. My bones are precious. What the mm-mm, fuck? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think maybe you can like donate to like a specific place that'll be like uh, the remainder of your remains will go to your loved ones. And then they decide if they want to bury the bones or grind them up and, you know. I already told Amy just when she's going to remarry that <laughs> I'm going to be placed somewhere in the home. <laughs> And I'm like, I want my ass there. You cannot. No, nah, I'm fucking. I never said. Her that. new boyfriend's gonna put his arm on your cream. cream if he pays my bills, <laughs> he can do whatever the hell he wants to my body at that point. All right. Oh my god. No, but uh, I never said that. I'm just fucking around. Because um, <laughs> I'm never gonna die ever. I'm oh, just, uh, okay. Live forever. He's he's immortal now. I'm not gonna be like that guy that ended up in Long Beach at one point. Remember? What guy? Um, some some uh, I think, and that's why we drink covered it. Where uh, like one? his remains, like he was uh, some guy that was out in like Arizona or something like that. Uh, like this cowboy dude that ended up dying oh no no no! it was oklahoma i think and like they uh paraded his body around to make it seem like he was like some sort of like circus attraction and then at one point was like going into like they were using that body because it was so mummified that they were using his body for like certain scenes in movies and then at one point ended up in the pike uh, out in long beach as like part of like this like spooky looking attraction that they had and then they actually found out after like a piece fell off or whatever like a bone fell off uh-huh. they they ran tests and determined that it was actually a, it was it was a real person corpse. yeah i think i vaguely have memories of that like i know about that from somewhere what year was that um i think that was discovered in the 70s so like it's been a, a long like around yeah it's longer. been yeah but it had been like that had been going on since like the late 1800s i hate that like no that. that's terrifying i don't want that write that down i don't want that to happen to my body noted there it is. Sarah does not want to be a pike That's right. uh, attraction. <laughs> Period. So we've talked about practical uses over time, mystical uses for the Greeks and the English, but what about over here on Turtle Island? And for those of you that don't know, Turtle Island is what Native people um, call the Americas or even Earth in their creation stories, and they've been doing it for a lot longer than colonizers came here and called it america so they're the ogs <laughs> anyway over here native people have been using plants for medicinal and magical properties since they've had culture so forever often we still use those today so i don't know about other places in the world but i know here these are the kinds of ways that we use like potions tinctures herbal remedies mm-hmm. um today mm-hmm. um so here on turtle island native people have used yerba mate and that's particularly in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they use it for headaches. They say it cures depression and fixes fatigue. Um, then we have the use of pennyroyal. And the oil is often used to help cure the common cold. It is highly toxic, though, and is sometimes used to induce the abortion of a fetus, whether by ingestion or the steam that comes from the cooking, aiming it directly into the vaginal opening. What the fuck? Yeah, I've never seen that. That's what the how, fuck? That's how they did, like, original abortions. Like, you would get, like, a, you would steam the pennyroyal or yeah. any sort of, like, poison, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would put it in a pot, <clears throat> and then you would bend over the pot and let the steam go up into your vagina and hope that it kills the fetus. Holy shit. It's very dangerous. But people still do that today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't. Is Fun that... fact, that's why we need safe abortion. Access to safe abortion, <laughs> yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a good reason to do it. <laughs> shit. I mean, does it work, though? Yes. 
Sometimes it does work. Other times it doesn't. I guess maybe it depends on, like, how far along you are. What the um, fuck? How strong your fucking fetus is. I don't know. I, I cannot be defeated, baby. <laughs> Sometimes fetuses just want to be born. I don't know. <laughs> They're all, just bring me into this shit. I'll fix it. Good luck, good luck baby. <laughs> I can't. After talking about water babies, I don't know about this. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's gross. Anyway. All right. Sorry. Then we have mint that is said to help with stomach aches, IBS, and of course, bad breath. Uh, obviously, you know, if you chew gum or have a breath mint. Um, Some people still have a rancid breath, though. You want that shit. I'm all like, you you have problems. You need more than mint. <laughs> yeah. You need to go to the doctor is what you need. Which is something. why herbal remedies only go so far. And don't think that I'm saying only use herbal remedies, that we've used them for so long that that's all you need. They're great for, like, little home things. First aid. They're not great for, like, appendicitis. <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> I remember when my mom used to give me uh, chamomile tea. Mm, I love chamomile with, tea. Uh, with honey and lemon and all that stuff in there. Whenever I had, like, an upset stomach or, you know. A cough. Uh, pretty much anything. Yeah, pretty much anything. <laughs> and it helped. It really did. That's true. Um, next, we have lavender that is used for anxiety and stress for its calming qualities. We even have ayahuasca that is used for depression or spiritual reasons, and it's often mixed with the roots of other psychedelic plants like chaliponga to create the effect. It is currently being scientifically studied for its neuroprotective and neurorestorative properties in small doses. That's pretty cool. And one more that we often use today, and you've probably seen it earlier at your local CVS or Target, is witch hazel. Yeah, that yeah. is used as a topical treatment for acne, scarring, and it cleans out your pores. It's just a clear liquid. Huh. Um, now let me tell you about some truly weird things that were once used in potions, because this was at the looking up I found of this wild. Well, when you mentioned the mummy thing, I'm like, you have to... Just, oh, yeah, I'll Something's got to be in here somewhere. You I'll can just you leave that. that there. I'll tell you about that, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so some of these things had no bearing on health whatsoever, and some did, but were, like, misunderstood. Right. So... The use of the Spanish fly is actually very common. It's a green beetle, and then they, like, ground it up with other herbs, and then they made a tonic or a tincture, and it was really poisonous. So a little too much could kill you, but just a little tiny bit would make your body feel warm, and so they used it in what they would call, like, a love potion. I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah. They, they, like the early versions of Viagra and shit, right? And they, it, like, but the warm feeling you actually got from it was the inflammation. <laughs> so it was, like, really poisonous. <laughs> Baby, yeah, so I'm, don't do that. Baby, I'm hot for you. <laughs> you're like, I think you're just hot. Yeah, you no, really no. puffy. <laughs> you're swelling up. What are you talking about? Is this what it's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, oh, he loves me. <laughs> I know. It looks down at his dick. Damn it, nothing happened there. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> it's still there, buddy. So it doesn't work. We just want you guys nope. to know. Hard pass on that. <laughs> and I'm sure we've heard the very sad story that rhino horns are said to be an aphrodisiac yeah, in some I areas of the world. That. And that includes parts of Africa and China, and obviously here in America where we fall for anything. Um, So this led to rhinos being hunted to near extinction just for their horns. Please don't do that. It is not an aphrodisiac. Do not buy that. You heard it it here first. It's not. Please stop. it's not. Cease and desist. (laughs) And then the most bizarre of all, the one you've been waiting for, the Victorian English practice of eating illegally smuggled mummies. (laughs) <laughs> what the what's okay please enlighten us here okay. what's the freaking purpose of that shit so these people believe that egyptian mummies has some sort of mystical powers probably due to their like intense preservation right and they would get the mummies pretty much off the back of a truck oh. um and have what they called unwrapping parties 
And they unwrapped the mummy at the party and they like, oohed and awed over it. And then they took pieces of it and like crumbled it up and ate it. No. Sometimes right there, like fresh, as they would say it was. Mm. Um, but mostly they like pounded it into a powder and made like a tincture. Um, and because they used resin to like part of the mummification process is like they would create a resin that would mm-hmm. keep the mummy preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, when it like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I guess when it like congeals and hardens, it creates what they call bitumen bitumen i don't know how to say it without an english accent it sounds sounds (laughs) bitching all right (laughs) and it's actually it was like a liquid or semi-solid form of petroleum from human decomposition so like you know how we get like gasoline yeah similar to that the fuck so they would actually like crush that up and they called it mamiya and then they would real creative naming there guys (laughs) they sold it on the black market as a cure-all and, like, when I say they said it could cure anything, I mean, like, fucking anything. Like, some people had, like, a huge list of things it could cure, but most people just, like, said, anything you have, this is going to cure it. It has mystical properties. And then, like, people would eat it, or they would snort it, or they would smoke it, or they would put it in their food. Like, it, I, it was so common, uh-huh. and it was a black market thing, so you really had to have money to get it. Mm-hmm. So, like, people with money would do these wild and wrapping parties of mummies and then take the bitumen out of it. It's insane. It's insane. Okay. I don't. Victorian English people, wild. So, okay. I think one of the many things I find wrong with this whole thing, the fact they had people delivering this shit. Oh, yeah, and they would steal them. Because sometimes they'd be like, oh, we're going to take it to a museum. And then they'd be like, oh, one of our mummies fell off the back of the truck. That's very English of them. There were so many more mummies in the world than we ever could have thought, but they fucking ate them. And I'm not kidding. Like, it was so... It wasn't like, oh... They got a few, and they got away with it. No, we have so many less mummies in the world because of Victorian English people eating them. Hold on a second here. <laughs> so we, we consider Neanderthals to be brutes because of the things that they would do mm-hmm. and, like, the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, like you were sharing earlier, that they would, you know, de-skin, uh, de- de-flesh, you know, uh, their, their corpses and stuff like that. How is this any different? Oh, this is way worse. Right. Way worse. Like... And I don't know why, but also picture kind of like, like you know how the lotero comes around with the little push card. <laughs> I picture like kind of something similar like that. <laughs> uh, you know, with the horn. <laughs> momias, momias. Uh, not momias. <laughs> it's like, how do you? I can't. I can't. Literally, just like that. That's fucking gross. Um, and then like fun fact. Okay. This is even worse. Oh, all right, great. Um, momia was also ground up. And a few other things were added to it to make a concoction to make a paint. And they called this mummy brown. The color was called mummy brown. And it's as murky as you thought it was. And it's in many paintings from Victorian England. So basically, any painting you see from Victorian England that has like a brown tinge, that's mummy brown. That's human people made that color. No way. That's fucking crazy, dude. Um, Wow. It didn't stop its production until its decline in the 20th century. Cool. And took us that long to figure out there was no purpose behind that's it. That's only because they ran out of fucking mummies. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we can't find them anymore. Oh, gotta stop now. Yeah. Can't do brown anymore. Insane. And a lot of people Fuck did it. not know that, like, it was really made of mummies. Like, it's said that there was, like, a famous painter. I can't remember his name. He yeah. found out what mummy, his mummy brown was made of, and he was so grossed out and embarrassed by it, he buried it in his backyard. Because he was like, I never want to see this again. I don't blame him. <laughs> that's fucking mortifying. It's Imagine? horrifying. No. I can't. No. You cannot use people. What? I can't. No. I hate it. Yeah, but they're better than Neanderthals, right? <laughs> right? Oh, they're so civilized. 
Oh, clearly. <laughs> Duh. You know, mummy parties. <laughs> so as the Western world came to a more capitalist culture with the rise of industrialism and little understanding of medicine, so did the rise of the snake oil salesman or the potion peddler. Mm. These were people that would take advantage of people that were sick or ailing in some way and give them an elixir mm. that contained all kind of absolute banana shit. And it was said to be a cure-all or a specific cure. They traveled around in a carriage as a traveling salesman and held demonstrations, often claiming to be doctors or medical practitioners of sorts, even though they weren't. Okay. <laughs> and they would tell all kinds of amazing things their elixir could do, and OMG, how amazing, and whatever you... <laughs> that sounds so familiar. <laughs> The dewormer doesn't work, people. I don't care what you say. Oh, don't do that, no. No. <laughs> um, and you got to buy it for, like, a low, low price of whatever they decided mm, at the time. Mm-hmm. Great deal. And then you bought it and you used it and it never fucking worked. Um, and then I guess the problem, like, if your problem was, like, psychological in nature, you could technically, theoretically get some use of the placebo effect. But if your problem was a lot more physical, like let's say you had gout or something, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't going to help you. Mm-hmm. And also it was really dangerous to take it because they put like a bunch of shit in it. Like, I mean, we'll get to that, but just a bunch of shit. And that's how they found meth. And often like they would say like, oh, give it to your kids and it would kill children. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So no. like, let's say your kid had TB and you're like, oh, why are all these kids dying from TB? It's possible they took an elixir and that killed them first. And they were just like, died from TB. Simple solution. <laughs> Or, or what was that that one that you shared? Ever everlasting, everlasting faint. Is that that probably was a question? <laughs> I don't know if babies died from that, but humans, like yeah. adults, cool. human adults. I mean, yeah, it was a potion. <laughs> uh, fun fact: the term mm. "snake oil salesman" is from the fact that people actually touted snake oil as a cure all, and it was in everything, and it became synonymous with the person that sells you falsehoods. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. In fact, many of these potions had straight up alcohol, cocaine, and morphine in them. Fuck yeah, dude. That's <laughs> and a if cure-all. It didn't cure you, it sure as hell would make you feel good at least. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Back then, though, cocaine ain't no thing. <laughs> it was in everything and was used as a common cure for pain. They had cocaine drops for tooth pain that looked like cough drops and cocaine cough syrup. Okay. In fact, Coca-Cola the soda. Yes! Shout out I was waiting for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was originally supposed to be a medicine, but once they tried it, they were like, mmm, tasty. Um, and then so they decided to make it a recreational drink. And also, they touted it as something that had healing properties because it was said that um, carbonated water had healing properties. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So that they, like, put it together. Um, it actually has a bit of the coca plant in it. So that's what made it have its cocaine. Got it. So, yeah, Grandma Nasty was down at the soda fountain getting high. I'm Dude, um, we might be doing that right now. You never know. <laughs> it might still be in the Mexican Coke. I don't know. And that bitch had the audacity to create the D.A.R.E. program. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Rude. I'm just kidding. Just because you had your fun. Nancy Reagan created that. And she was born a little bit after they stopped selling Coke with cocaine in it. Sorry. But her grandma, high as fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> she saw, you like Coke, kitties? <laughs> Not the one you're drinking, Grandma. <laughs> So by the 1910s, the government had finally taken notice that these potions elixirs were harming and actually killing people. Oh. And they're unregulated ingredients, so they passed the FDA in 1906. Um, so by then, the traveling salesmen had gone by the wayside, and that effectively prevented potions as we know them from being sold legally. Nowadays, we still make tinctures and use them ourselves, 
And there are, of course, modern-day witches and practitioners who sell their potions. They, as I've said before, are not regulated by the FDA. And that's not always a bad thing. Not not really, no. A lot of terrible things get through the FDA every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things that are not regulated work just fine. Like if you, you know, get yourself a sort of like herbal remedy. Mm-hmm. So when I was little, if I had like a general stomach ache, like and maybe I ate too much or whatever, my grandma would go outside, pick some mint and make tea. And by the time I finished sipping it, I felt better. Or if I got a cut or a scrape, she would run outside with a knife and, like, lop off a big chunk of the aloe vera plant. Oh, yeah. And she'd shave the thorns off, and she'd cut a slit in the side, and then she'd open up the relief, the leaf to reveal the ooey-gooey center. Mm-hmm. And then she'd just slap that baby right on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you needed was to put it on. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, even now, they sell aloe vera, like, creams, lotions, gels. It aids in, like, sunburns and cuts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But those things often have added chemicals and preservatives so they could sell them and keep them on the shelf. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And that does change the composition a bit, and it may not be as strong or as useful or even have other side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, So I prefer my backyard for simple things like that, to be honest. Like, if I didn't cut off my finger and I just have a cut, then, yeah, I'm going to go get the aloe vera in the backyard. I think that's just as useful, and it's not FDA approved or whatever. But... Right, but I mean, it's supposed to help with uh, sunburns too, right? Mm-hmm. Like minor minor burns. Oh yeah, like I've put it on sunburn before, yeah. and it works. If, if... I'm rarely sunburned, but yeah, when I am, <laughs> I'm very brown, so it takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, I usually like it'll get red and then it'll immediately turn brown. I yeah. don't really have a sunburn for long, so yeah. yeah. Um, when I was younger, I thought of my grandma as some sort of like witch. Like <laughs> she would go and she would grab the mint from her garden, yeah, yeah and yeah. she would like stand over a pot and stir it and steam it and steep it and then she'd like force me to drink it i literally hate drinking anything with mint to this day like it tastes like toothpaste to me i don't like it yeah yeah it's it's pretty pretty strong i don't like to drink mint right um but like somehow i'd feel better so like for me the things she would do with holistic medicine that Mm -hmm. have been passed down through our ancestors were like magic Mm -hmm. and like in many ways like that's a potion and that's magic so yeah we still use potions today yeah for sure. See, I think back to like times where, like I was telling you earlier, right, about the, the, the chamomile tea that mm-hmm. my mom would make me and stuff like that. There would also be times where um, there was like certain certain teas that my dad would make because it was like anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. or like I've even heard of, of, of people talking about like, oh, drink this tea, you know, um, to kind of help cleanse you from like, uh, you know, a night of binge drinking or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not not a hangover cure. <laughs> That's a whole. We still got to try that 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 crystal thing we, that we were talking about. Or we could just drink liquid IV like regular people. Just get some Pedialyte, call it a day. Yeah, that's true too. Get a greasy <laughs> burger or something. And... If you've ever had an actual IV after being hungover, it's rejuvenating, baby. Mm-hmm. No, you feel you feel brand you spanking feel new. Amazing! Hell I can yeah. run a marathon. I, let's go. No, I'm just gonna lay here though. Um, yeah, so I would always hear about stuff like that. So it's like. I guess if you grew up with it like that, it's like you don't think of it as like an uh, alternative, like you know. Yeah, not something alternative and not something that's like literally magical. Like I know, yeah. I'm saying there's magic in it in the way that I was amazed by it. Sure. But I didn't literally think like it was something otherworldly. I just knew that it was like something my grandma did. Yeah. And like passed down from generation to generation type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like native exposure to things, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, you're going to work with what you got, right? And, exactly. And if you all you've got is natural herbs and, and certain plants to work with mm-hmm. that's what you're going to go with right and we so. always had them in our garden like my grandma would grow them purposefully mm-hmm. it wasn't an accident yeah yeah she had them for that reason um so i'm gonna give you all my work cited really quick go for it 
Um, Smithsonian Mag, The Gruesome History of Eating Corpses as Medicine. <laughs> you should, that's the Victorian one. Send me that link later. Okay. <laughs> the Wikipedia on potions and the Wikipedia on Neanderthal social structure. Um, the potionscauldron.com. Okay, so I use that to look up, like, what maybe British people think of potions now. Mm-hmm. And they sort of, like, lean into, like, the Harry Potter angle and they think it's, like, fun. And I, I love thought. that. I, that's what I thought. So there's a place... I can't remember what it's called now, but it's, like, the oldest um, sales alley, like, in pretty much the Western world. Hmm. Um, it's been operating since, like, 1058 or something crazy like that. That's crazy. Um, so okay. many of the buildings still stand, and a lot of them are from, like, 1300 or 1500, but one of them used to be, like, um, they would sell, like, it was an apothecary of yeah. sorts. Yeah. And so it's been a couple other things since then, but the people who own it now made it back into like a fun little apothecary and then they sell like fun little drinks that like say they not that they cure things but they're like they're from dragons or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they do like um history so they do like a little tour or like a little speech mm-hmm. um and then they have botanical stuff there hmm. so it's really cool really cute looking that's really cool then we have um the getty uh wikipedia on turtle island um historyextra.com mirror.co.uk um curioushistorian.com and the business insider um that one is for what happened to cocaine and coca-cola capitalism <laughs> okay yay that was really good i like that thanks sorry I love that was it. so long no way man mine's gonna probably be short okay so we'll see so mine today it's gonna be pretty cool kind of like this one okay uh not sure if you heard of it but either way hopefully i can teach you something okay have you heard of the skunk ape? Okay, I've heard that term, but I don't know what it is. Cool. So before I jump in, sources for me, Wikipedia, obviously. CollinsDictionary.com, and it'll make sense in a minute. Okay. One of the books that I bought, The United States of Cryptids, A Tour of American Myths and Monsters. A really mm-hmm. cool book, actually. I really like that one. WBZ News Radio. That'll okay. make sense in a minute, too. And then Atlas Obscura. I think I've used them before. Yeah, um, we love them. Yeah. I can't wait to post some of the things that I've seen. It's pretty cool. So, let's jump in. The skunk ape. It's actually a swamp. It's actually known as, like, it has two different other names to it. Mm. It's also known as a swamp ape and the Florida Bigfoot. Okay. But, obviously, with that, I should kind of tell you, too, there's similarities to other creatures. Mm. Like the Yeti, Bigfoot, Yaren. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing a shirt with him in there. Look at that right there. Oh, There's there my is. buddy. I okay. bought that shirt for Manny for Christmas. I know. I'm so, I was so stoked. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wear it today. <laughs> Get into the cryptid vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I bet you're asking, where is it located? Yeah. Good question. It's in the forests and swamps of, of a southeastern U.S. So, okay. like, it's... Like, the, a lot of the major sightings have been in, Flo- in the Florida Everglades. Okay. But they've also there's also been sightings in, in uh, other states like Georgia and Alabama. Too, oh, so. like, no Louisiana? I, I guess it's, like, discriminating against Louisiana. Okay. It's got something against Cajun people. <laughs> um, it's like, no thanks. <laughs> too spicy for me. Because, um, you know. So it's Caucasian. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, because like, they can't tolerate spices, you know. Very bland. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Uh, JK, LOL. But not so much. Do we even have any white listeners? I'm so sorry. They I'm sure probably we do. hate us. I'm sure. They, I'm sure they do, and they're like, "You're right. We can afford a little more flavor." <laughs> I feel like white people hate us. I'm sorry. I love you guys. It's cool. I'm sorry. If you're if you're cool with us, then you're cool with the shit we talk about. That's Whatever. True. Anyway, <laughs> so let's go down to uh, some history and a description of this 
creature. Okay, I'm ready. So Native American folklore shouldn't surprise anyone here. Mm-hmm. It's uh comes from Seminole and Miko Mikosuki tribes. Sorry, oh, I, I am so is. sorry, Polly butchered it, but it's within that region. Okay. The Seminole I know is from Florida, so mm-hmm. they mention of a foul-smelling, powerful creature. Ew. The uh, it's called the Esti Kaki. Okay. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I won't. Uh, it means furry tall man or hairy giant. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously, no one like what's up with the name, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of a messed up name. I mean, I guess it indicates that he's stinky, apparently. I mean, I'm not one to judge, mm. but yeah. So, you know, that's due to the smell. Okay. Uh, but what does it smell like? I'm giving you guys this stuff now, too. So if you head in that region, you know what to look out for. If you just like a wafting scent. If you get this scent. Run away. Then you know something's up. <laughs> so the smell's been compared to things like wet dog. Ew. Rotten eggs. <gasps> no. Well, we know what that can mean too, right? Demons. Yeah, exactly. Sulfur. No. I haven't put in my note. Demonic question marks? Demonic question marks? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Are you sure this gunk ape? Not mm, something demonic? I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Fecal matter. Ew. And even decomp. Oh, God. So that's some gnarly BO right there, dude. Right. Like, someone should probably get him a loofah and a something. Bad. Yeah, you know. Maybe a little haircut too, Polly. <laughs> uh, so described as being seven to eight feet tall, bipedal. And weighing somewhere around 350 to 450 pounds. Holy shit. Okay. So Buddy definitely has some weight on him. That's a big boy. Uh, we, okay. we could be a linebacker. <laughs> uh, probably even with the smell, too, to be honest. <laughs> no, not the smell. <laughs> gotta come back to smell. No, everyone's like, I don't want to be in the locker room with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great player, but no thank you. Tell Johnny to shower. God. <laughs> Johnny? I love his name's Johnny. You just like made that up. Right away. <laughs> Have to. That's his name, then. Yeah, That's his name. absolutely. <laughs> if you name him anything otherwise, I'm, I'm offended. Good old Johnny. Good old Johnny. <laughs> Stinking up the locker room. <laughs> but yes, there are female apes as well. Oh, okay. And... Are... <laughs> oh, my God. I'll let, you, I'll let you keep that one. I couldn't think I'll of anything. I'll let you keep that one. <laughs> I'll let you keep that one. So, um, they're smaller, anywhere from five to seven feet tall. Okay. And weighing up to around 100, um, sorry, 250 pounds. Okay. So they can, they can, they can match up to these fools, square up, you know, put them in their place. (laughs) So they also have like, they've been described to have like reddish or blackish looking hair compared to like orangutans or or gorillas. Okay. And they're omnivores. Oh. I hope you guys know what omnivores is because I didn't look it up. I think it's a combination of both meat and plants. It is. Yeah. At least they're not just like only eating people. See, college degrees coming in handy. (laughs) I know a little bit. It's classified as a humanoid. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? What's a humanoid? See, you're asking the right questions today, Sarah. <laughs> See, for being a Monday, you're, you're on it. Good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just means that it's a non-human with human characteristics. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, that, yeah, I could see, yeah. That's what I would consider, like, a Sasquatch. Yeah. Okay. For sure. They fall into the same category, too. That's okay. why. Um, but I figured to kind of give a descriptor of what a humanoid means, because I'm sure... With future episodes, when I cover things like Sasquatch and Yeti and all them, mm-hmm. it's going to probably come up. Yeah. So keep that in your memory banks if you're around for episode 200 at some point. <laughs> what is this one? Seven? Something like that. <laughs> We're getting there, I man. So. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math. So let's talk about sightings. Because mm-hmm. clearly they can talk all this shit, right? But if no one's actually seen the thing, how do we know it's there? True. Valid point. So, one of the earlier reports of a skunk ape, aside from going back to native folklore and the stories behind all that, mm-hmm. 
A local newspaper in 1818 in Florida talked about a man-sized monkey raiding stores and following uh, fishermen on the shore. Raiding stores? Mm-hmm. So it was just like in, like, civilization. Yeah, like getting getting the stuff that's there. It's like, oh, like, yeah, that oh shit. Doritos. Oh, damn, that shit looks legit. Oh, 3D nachos? Slim they brought those back again? <laughs> Slim Jim? Slim Jim? <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to try it. Mexican Coke, too. I, yeah, yeah, my favorite. He was like, doesn't even have a bottle opener? <laughs> Just use my teeth, bro. <laughs> it's true. He probably has a real big teeth. But the earliest, like, actual sightings, like, documented everything, like, full-blown. Because mm-hmm. that was just a story that was told, right? That, that one. But, like, the actual reported sighting was in the 1920s. Oh. So, according to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, there are hundreds of reported sightings in all Florida counties starting from the 1950s to now. All yeah. Florida counties have reported at least one sighting of a skunk game. Okay. Let's start there. But the, the the first sighting that really drew public attention or like you know like really made it famous I guess was the one in 1971. A guy by the name of H.C. Osborne, amateur archaeologist and electronics engineer. Mhm. Not one of the guys like at Best Buy or whatever, you know, like <laughs> like this guy was legit, like okay. like he knew his he went shit. To school. Yeah. He wasn't just doing it for the commission. He wasn't just doing it for the commission. He knew his shit. <laughs> he was looking for relics in uh, in uh, native mounds around the area. Okay. okay? So it was 3 a.m. when this dude and his crew... 3 a.m.? Wait a minute. Back up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look for relics at 3 a.m. in the mountains? L- listen. They were out and about, but they were camping. Oh, okay. So they were camping. So they, they, you know, they were... They... I just thought this man was they like, had... 3 a.m. is a great time to go out. He's probably coke addict. We don't know. <laughs> but it was 3 a.m. when this dude and his crew heard noises outside of their tents. Okay. Okay. So, gets out, tries to take a look. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? They made eye contact Mm-mm. with a seven-foot-tall figure. Mm-mm. And and it led to the creature running away from the crew. So, it Absolutely. got startled and like, it's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Absolutely not. Right. So, the I'd creature was around. The creature was around because it's like, oh, white people. Gotta run away. <laughs> Again, fucking around, guys. Calm down. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, it was a white guy, though. It was. We're just stating facts. See, just stating facts. <laughs> they were able to get plaster molds of the of the feet print. Oh, okay. So, Do you uh, have pictures of those? I don't have them handy. I'll look it up while you talk. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so they got plaster molds of the feet print. So if you can find that, that'd be pretty cool. We should I'll probably post it too. That'd be kind of fun. The thing is, though, the person who really brought this, like, brought this cryptid to the map, pretty much, was a guy by the name of Dave Sheely. Uh, in '94, Dave, along with his brother opened their own investigative agency, Skunk Ape Research Headquarters, inspired by both of them having their own personal experiences with the sightings of, of a skunk ape, but also because they felt inspired by what happened in 1971. He looks like um, Dog the Bounty Hunter's father or something. Because um, I was looking up the the track, and he happened to be there with it. Yeah, yeah. The, the track is pretty creepy. It has, like, humanoid toes, but only four. Um, and they kind of, like, smoosh out a little bit yeah they're very large yeah pretty massive feet so a little little cool point behind uh dave and that connection to the 1971 sighting the location of the skunk ape research headquarters that him and his brother opened up happens to be around the area where hc osborne first had the skunk ape sighting in 1971 okay so they intentionally opened up the facility right where it was at okay sidebar and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about we have to go visit this place (laughs) 
It's in, in Flor- Florida. It's still in Florida. It's oh, still in Florida because you can purchase mem- memorabilia, educational material on the skunk ape. Okay. You can even see uh, like a reptile and bird exhibit they have there too. But if we go to Florida, we have to go to Casadega, the psychic place. Okay, fair. But you know we're not doing Disney World, right? No, I love Disney World. Oh, okay. And Universal. We'll talk about that later. Then. <laughs> this is an expensive trip. <laughs> it's going to cost a lot of money. Let me tell That's you. That's why we're talking about a Patreon after this mm-hmm. show. <laughs> In 1998. Dave took 27 photos of what can be described as a dark form in the swamp. Okay. Um, that was another instance that he had a sighting. And in the year 2000, he took a video of a dark appearing humanoid within the swamp too. Mm-hmm. So 2021, a posting came up on Instagram with videos supposedly showing what looks like a large dark figure in the woods of Georgia. It's suspected to be a skunk ape. Regardless, the damn thing looks massive. <laughs> Let me tell you, that okay. should look huge. I I did save the video, so once it comes time, I'll post it up so that way everyone can take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just curious to see what everyone thinks. But because when you look at it, it looks it looks like it to me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, people always talk about hoaxes and shit, so you know. True, but you know, you never know. It it looks pretty fucking big. Okay. So whoever fucking did it did a damn good job. Mm-hmm. If the, if that really was a hoax, because it it's looks pretty fucking huge. So what do you do if you run into one? Uh, run? Because I always come up, you know, with advice for you guys. I'm not just gonna tell you about <laughs> the animals. I'm gonna tell you what to do to save yourself. Right? I don't know what to do. But according to Dave, Dave Shilly, wait a few days before reporting it though. What? Yeah, it's to avoid the creature getting caught. You know, because oh. it gives the creature time to leave the area itself okay. and isolate. Because he so, wants it to be able to live yeah. in the wild. Okay. Because he's against poaching and the yeah. capturing of animals, he's too. He's a conservatist. So. Yes. yes. Whatever they call it, yes. Conservator? Con- something. Something. Cons- con- a guy who appreciates life. Conservationist. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. We're professional here. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to come back to it's Monday. We're all gonna, always going <laughs> to come back to that. Forever. So... You know, like I mentioned earlier, it's the idea of whether this is actually something legit or is it a hoax. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be questions about it, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in this stuff because I feel like we don't know so much about everything else that's around us, that's right? True. Again, I think we may mention it in earlier episodes about we don't know much of what's underwater. Oh, yeah. That you know? scares me a lot. And at one point, we ended up posting an article about things that we assumed back in the day weren't real and turned mm-hmm. out to be real, you know? So one of my favorite animals is on that list, the platypus. I love a platypus. I do too. They're such a hodgepodge. They're 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 beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful in their own right. So let's talk about the hoaxes and all the stuff like that, right? Okay. In two thousand, sheriffs at the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office received anonymous photos of a large ape-like creature. Mm-hmm. The author of the accompanying letter with the photos reported that she felt it was an escaped orangutan that was stealing food and could be a risk to the community at large. Oh, uh, okay. What was the problem with that? The pictures are believed to be a hoax because there's a suspicion it's a statue of an orangutan from the Ripley's, believe it or not. Museum. A statue? Yeah. Okay. Some people also report that it could just be sightings of black bears suffering from mange. Because, oh. you know, we got to bring mange back again. Mange was always in these stories. Or just misidentified wildlife. Okay. That's it, fair. But, but like we mentioned in the first episode, right? The whole idea about mange is that it's also physically debilitating for the animal. Yes. So and if it we're wouldn't be about, able to move quickly. Right. And if we're talking about big black bear along the way, too, mm-hmm. it's going to be on its own fours. noticeable and visible mange, it would be hurt. It'd right. Be and on top of that, too, the, the, the prints, the impressions that it leaves behind. Those are right? not bear tracks. No. What you saw was not it. No, ma'am. They looked more like human tracks, if anything. Like a human missing a toe, but a tall human. Yeah. 
the U.S. National Park Service considers it as a hoax. Okay. But I mean, but I go back to this point though: the smell, right? Yeah. The way it's described as a smell. I'm, you know, go back because I'm sure you all appreciated the very descriptive way of <laughs> wet dog, rotten we, eggs, we fecal matter, here. and decomposition. <laughs> right. It's poetry. It's poetic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, it's a wonderful feeling. Uh, again, uh, unless we're talking about something demonic. Yeah. I mean. Which, that means we're never going to figure out what it is. No. No. No, unless we can get Zach Bagans on board. Because <laughs> he, he does all, he does it Come all. Come on, Zach. But, I mean, so, yeah. So, but, again, going back to the whole to the whole smell thing, though. Like, if it's really a hoax, you're really fucking committed. Yeah, what does that smell? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, like, you're making yourself smell like rotten eggs or fecal matter <clears throat> or <clears throat> wet dog. <clears throat> like, you're really fucking committed if this is a hoax, dude. Like, well, let's say, like, these people are not doing the hoax. They're witnessing the hoax. Someone else is doing it. They're still smelling the smell. Right. I'm confused about this. But 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 even then, the person, too, that's doing it. Yeah. Like, the level of commitment involved to do something to like that. To be stinky. That, God. <laughs> I can't even tolerate myself uh, not showering every day. Same. Like, I, I can't. I don't. Okay. I, mean, I know I don't smell like wet dog, but, you know. Well, when you're done, I'll tell you my theory. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much it, but I did want to leave you with a random fact. Okay. About our 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 our, our friend this our friend the skunk ape. Yes. In 1977, Florida state legislators attempted to pass a bill making it illegal to take, possess, harm, or molest anthropoids or humanoid animals. Oh. It didn't pass. Oh, but that's nice that they tried. Yeah. Back when Florida was nice. Mm, I don't know that they ever were, but okay. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of the skunk ape, yes. Okay. So, but yeah, interesting though. They actually try to pass legislation on that. I think that's nice. I yeah. wish they would bring that back and actually pass it. Yeah, they should. Just in case. It's there. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. It's there. Yeah. But you were going to say something. Um, I, what, okay, hear me out. Okay. What if these are people that went off their grid a long time ago and they just happen to be very tall and very hairy and they, you know, reproduced mm-hmm. and all of their offspring look like that? And they don't get, like, medical attention. So maybe they have, like, abnormalities that we would normally see that get passed down genetically. Right. Because inbreeding. Yes. And possibly they don't shower, so they're very stinky. Yeah. Um, what if they're just people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be it. And, and, and I know the whole idea of the hairiness, right? Because we have seen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, genetic anomal- anomalies like that. I think like there was like a... Like, boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've had that. Mm-hmm. So that is a possibility too, right? And, you know, men can be seven feet tall. Women can be seven feet tall. I mean, that's gigantism at that point. Yes, but there are seven foot tall people. Right, right. I mean, go to the NBA. That's fair. But I mean... I it's don't rare, know. but it happens. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, I see your point, And that absolutely could be... A major possibility, for and sure. that makes them very real. Yeah, yeah. Although, so then, if 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 we run with that theory, right, about them being actual humans, that that you know just have had so many deformities and genetic mutations over the years, right, or over generations, whatever the case is, I feel like that'd be scarier. Yes, it kind of game. scares me more. Right. The 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 fact that this would actually be actual human people with so many, you know, uh, you know. Uh, defects and 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 all that like to be to that point and be like uncivilized i guess yeah they're not neanderthals let's get it right (laughs) and they're also not english clear they're not victorian english no no um but yeah like i feel like that would be scarier like way scarier than an actual big ape 
Yes. I And I think what really sold me on that, too, is that they were, like, scaring people by the shore, and they, like, went and, like, raided stores. Like, mm-hmm. if you are humanoid, like, you would know about human stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just saying. That or you just simply, you know, like, hunter-gatherer type of approach to it, right? And whatever you see or have had exposure to in the past or something, like, you just kind of grab to. That's true. Know? I don't know. I feel like that one's probably more probable mm-hmm. than, say, a bear, a black bear with mange. That's more probable than a black bear, yeah. I, I feel like they try to excuse everything Everything's a bear. Everything's <laughs> a bear with mange. It's got mange. <laughs> Do you know that for a fact, though? It's like, like you, you know keep... what mange is? <laughs> I had to Google it, all right? And, and, and I found out what it was. But when I read about the ailments, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Come on, dude. That's like just trying to simplify it mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, I think so. But... But we'll the other now. possibility is that it is like I mean, there's tons of possibilities. Oh yeah, but it's it's just like an ape like humanoid creature that's out there that we don't know about, or it's like someone was raising like primates or apes in the area. Well, because you've heard of the the Russian experiments back in the day, right? Yeah, where they try to create this uh, humanoid creature as a way to like, bolster up their military. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say that's not the case too, right? And there's a lot of exotic animal dealers out there in mm-hmm. Florida. I mean, we have them all over the U.S. because, you know, exotic animals are illegal to own. Right. But, yeah. but Fl- Florida's, like, notorious for that. Oh, yeah, they have boa constrictors sure. because they just let them loose in there. Yeah, Like, boa constrictors are not native no, no. to Florida. No, they're not. But they are now. They're in the Everglades. So, I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, like I said, once we post up everything and... Uh, you know, I'm going to share the article for you guys to see that video, too. Mm-hmm. Be, I'd be curious to see what everybody thinks. You got to um, see that footprint because it's really creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. We'll post that, too, just so you yeah. guys can take a look. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm leaning more towards being being an ape. But your theory, I think, is definitely like really solid one to think about. It's like, huh? I mean, I could saying. totally be it, too. Yes. I mean, it is Florida. You know how backwards they are. No, I've been to Florida. We really alienate every fucking state every time we come on this We've podcast. We've only done three. We've okay. only done three. Well, we're getting up there. <laughs> I know it's true. It's only three and, and we're in episode seven. So I don't yeah. know. I got to pick it up. <laughs> and uh, like the English as a people. Um, I mean. We've lost them. We've lost them all. I mean. <laughs> if they're being honest with themselves, they're going to realize, yeah, we, we do have a shitty past. Mm, they would never admit that. That's fair. I'll admit it for them. They've okay. had a shitty past. That's right. So, because you know me being me being British, you know, <laughs> not British. Not being me being British, oh, wait, you know. Why do we have to do accents every time? We're bad at them. <laughs> I'm hoping it convinces you guys enough to know that we are not we're not scripted by any means at all whatsoever. So that's just you know that's just us. <laughs> Deal with it. Before we go, have you been watching, reading, or listening to anything that you would like to give a shout out to? My coworker did share a book with me mm-hmm. that, you know, I've been trying to, you know, take time to read up on. But it, it's interesting because you've heard of the Vesalia murders, right? Mm, the Vesalia Axe murders? murders yeah. yeah. So the book that I'm reading, it's it was uh, a group of investigators who were trying to pinpoint all these different murders mm-hmm. to a certain person. Oh. And they were making the argument that the Vesalia Axe murders were actually in connection to this oh, a serial killer, serial killer okay. who would do the same thing would would uh come into town on on train tracks would find homes near the train tracks mm-hmm. commit the crimes and then hop on the trains to like get out of town pretty much many serial quickly. killers have done that yeah 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 i've, I've, I've heard of other ones mm-hmm. so he, he shared that book with me so i'm gonna try to pick that one up and really I, give it a go i'm interested to see I what that's love, all about i love i think it's so interesting 
to hear about the Visalia axe murder. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's just bizarre to me. It's a bizarre one, and it's really sad, and it's really powerful and impactful. That's one of my favorites to, like, hear theories on. I don't, I, I, I don't know enough about it. But the fact that so many people got killed in one household like that. It's and nobody, fucking, like, screamed or got away. That doesn't make sense. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I, I, Similar to, like, the Amityville. Like, the original uh, Amityville, not the haunting. Uh-huh. But, like, the guy who killed his whole family. Yeah. Like, why did no one get up when they heard a gunshot? Yeah, like, that's there was weird. no sign of struggle. And there was no sign that he moved the bodies to be in the beds. They just stayed in their beds. That's creepy. Do you think he went in there and threatened them and was like, nobody move? Maybe. But even then, though, at some point you're going to react, right? I would like, jump out the point. fucking window. Something. They also had, like, a, one of those roofs that you could walk on. So I might walk out the window and uh, pretend come that on, I was gone. dude, yeah. Like, something's going to happen. You're yeah. not just going to simply be like, okay, this is it. I've, and I've... they had a fucking boathouse with a boat. They could have got away really easily from this man. That's what I'm so saying. So I don't know what happened there. That'd be interesting to kind of cover. Which is where the supernatural part comes in. People say, like, oh, he was supernaturally possessed, and these people were being held against their will. Or a crackhead. Uh, all of the above. He was a drug addict. Oh, my God. See? <laughs> there you yeah. go. See? There's a really good podcast on it um, done by very scary people, mm-hmm. um, and they talk about all about Amityville. They talk about the crime, and they talk about the haunting. So Interesting. Very good. Very good. That'd be pretty cool. Gotta to listen out. to that one. Okay. Um, right now, I just started listening to, this is another one that really gets my attention. Those two Dutch girls that went to Panama and got lost hiking in the jungle, and then they never came back, and they barely even searched for them. Um, I haven't heard about that one. Oh my god, they they've done that on almost every true crime podcast I've ever listened to. You have to listen to the um, and that's where we drink one on there, and the mm-hmm. my favorite murder one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the podcast, um, MFM just had this person who I think is the um, I think she's a producer on it. Okay. Um, they had her on the podcast. She was a really good guest. This podcast is called Lost in Panama, and it's from Cast Media. It is a woman named Mariana um, hosts it, and she's very familiar with like Panama, and she's very familiar with speaking Spanish and the locals. So she is like their guide there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the ho- that's why she's the host. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the other guy, Jeremy, is the investigative journalist and reporter. Mm-hmm. And so as a team, like, in the first episode, they, like, retrace the steps of the girls. And they say it's incredibly treacherous. Like, if they took the wrong path in here, they would for sure get lost. But there's no way you wouldn't come across other people. Because a lot of people take that trail, and people live just beyond the trail. That's interesting. So a lot of locals think that the girls were murdered. And when they couldn't find them, the Panamanian government was like, they just got lost and got eaten. <laughs> mm, that's very simple it's that's very, very simplistic yeah it's that's very, very sus yeah i don't i don't like that yeah and apparently like just like in mexico um in panama femicide is very high yeah and so yeah a lot of women die there they just do and they said when they were there they got reports of two women going missing as they were there and it's eight years after that incident nope. so I, there's i think there's no way that they weren't murdered and you said it's a podcast? It's a podcast, yeah. Okay. It's a full podcast. Let's see what... Um, right now they have seven episodes. Okay. And they have some like after show episodes in there as well. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Um, Mariana Atencio is the host and Jeremy Crit is the uh, second host who's the investigative journalist. Okay. Very good. I definitely recommend it. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> so if you're listening, you might be a little bit scared. <laughs> I'll probably do it in the daytime. Just yeah, it's, to... it's more of a daytime podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this one, this one's an anytime podcast. Yeah, although we do talk about creepy stuff. 
That's fair. I, I mean, I, I would say as of right now, El Cucuy, you want to listen to daytime. Daytime for sure. Uh, water Babies, daytime for sure. Definitely daytime on those Water Babies. Um, I see. It's only, it's only two. It's only two. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really do creepy stuff. I mean, I did do a true crime, but that's not as creepy, I think. Yeah. I was going to say the, the, the Fresno Nightcrawler, but he's cute. They're cute. Sorry. <laughs> they're cute. They're cute. We don't, um, we don't know what it is. I... If you see the Fresno Nightcrawler, I would say visually creepy. That's a daytime activity. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're just listening to us talk about it, you could just listen to it anytime. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Just just don't look at it while you're... I'm waiting for Manny to do something I'm terrified of, so I'm quite scared. Which one's that? Um, I'm, okay, I'm curious. I, quite a few things. I was about, cause I'm, 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 but, like, cryptid-wise, black-eyed kids get me fuck. every fucking time. Like, I literally won't be able to sleep. I will be, like, shaking in my boots. <sighs> that's they gonna, scare the shit out of me. That's one that I'm going to for sure do the research on during the day. Yeah. For sure. I have a short story about black-eyed kids. I should send it to you. I wrote it. So, it's very scary. You should. You should. <laughs> and I think we should probably tell people at this point, too, what our intentions are. Uh, with regards, at least, to the, uh, to the Patreon. True. So, we came up with a deal. So if you listen to the last episode, you would know what the deal was. Um, and anyone that knows me really well knows that I'm chicken shit when it comes to a lot of scary things. Yeah, he won't watch scary movies. I won't do the scary movies, uh, and like you know, like 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 the fright fest stuff and all that stuff. Like total chicken shit with. So, if I remember correctly, I believe I'd said that if we if we get how many patrons? A thousand. A thousand patrons. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's quite a bit. Maybe we should be a little more realistic about it. Like our first hundred? Our first hundred. <laughs> okay. So our first hundred, um, I'll get the four of us together, you, me, and Janami. Yeah. Oh, and she hates scary movies too. She won't be there. I'll tell you right now. She's not part of this deal. Okay, okay well, at least the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, me, and Amy will we'll watch we'll watch a horror movie. Okay. Um, I don't know how we'll do it. Uh maybe we'll record my dumbass doing it. Oh, we have to. My only request is that there's alcohol involved in some way, shape, or form to help me with this. Amy has to make us some yeah, delicious old fashioned. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So that's my only request. <laughs> After that, I am down to shit myself for you guys. Like that's <laughs> how committed I am to it. And with you know, increase at that point, I'll probably do more. I've talked about maybe um and Amy I know will probably love this, but uh <laughs> talked about maybe doing like a Halloween horror night or something like that oh, as yeah. my next step from there. It's those are uh like if you are not good with jump scares, it's it's pretty scary. I'm not I'm not good with any of these things. <laughs> so how about let's start there. Okay. You know, but that's how committed I am to the craft at this point. Okay. You know, so but to start the first hundred people, uh we'll 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 do a bonus episode of me watching a horror movie and i think sarah already had one in mind um, i said the conjuring one i like i think that's i know one. I, I told amy about it and she's like oh my god you're fucking brave that's actually a pretty it's good scary one. it's a scary movie she's like maybe we should start you off gradually i'm like no <laughs> no, no you gotta go hard like, it's all in <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> but it's my first time no nope. <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing oh my god that's what they all say <laughs> Whatever I've seen online isn't going to help me for this, no. okay? Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right? <laughs> it is not going to help me for this. I'm going to have an extra pair of pants just to make sure. Nothing can prepare you. <laughs> just going to have it just to make sure. So that's the deal, folks. Help us out with that. Um, but there's also going to be, you know, bonus content, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're thinking about going out to explore different places. Mm-hmm. Maybe, do some, uh, maybe do some ghost hunting ourselves, too, along the way. Maybe some guest stuff. Some guest stuff, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my girlfriend wants to guest, for sure. You know, and anyone that's interested in having certain topics, we'll, we'll definitely put them on the Patreon. Can we do like a poll or something? Yeah, things yeah. like that. So that's that's going to be the, the benefits behind it. Eventually, we can probably do a hell of a lot more, mm-hmm. but we got to build this up somewhere. So please 
any way that you guys can help would be appreciated. You know, spread the word. Let people know about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. We're a little ragtag operation, but we can make <laughs> this happen. I would love to make this happen. Yeah, we love our listeners. Thank you so much for listening we so far. We love you guys. I know. Absolutely. We, this, we see the support. Yeah. We hear you. Yeah. We see you. <laughs> we're with you. Maybe not always. We'll give you the privacy like when you go to the spirit. bathroom. Like, have We're your not privacy. like Voldemort on the back of your head. Yeah, Seriously, know. how did Quirrell take a shit? I have a question. I have many questions. Do I never even thought about like that. It's like a magical potion to be like, no shit. Shit, expel your miss. I have so many questions. Well, how are we going to get them answered now? I don't know. We don't, start, don't bring them up if we can't find we the answer. start a Harry Potter yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the sidebar. We'll get sued by J.K. Rowling so oh, fast. Fuck yeah, we would. And I fucking hate her, so whatever. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nobody right now, dude. You got nothing you can take from me at this point. It's true. What's she going to sue me for? Nothing? Oh. Well, you can take my Mexican Coke to that. I already drink it. <laughs> Deal with it. So, yeah. But we appreciate you guys. Uh, again, if you have any stories, please send them in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cryptidomysticspodcast at gmail.com. You know, DM us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cryptid and Mystic Pod. Thinking about maybe doing a TikTok. I don't know. We'll see. If you're on my personal Instagram, I have posted on, about that on there. So, you can just DM me from there. Yeah. And, you know, if you're friends with me, too. You can text me. We'll take, we'll take a text right in. It's cool. Whatever whatever you're comfortable with, like like I said earlier, you know, dive into it however you guys want us to. Yeah, we love to hear from you. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, No, but we need to figure out a fun little sign-off. I don't think we're creative enough for that. Oh, no! <laughs> and by we, I mean me. Uh, I don't, I can't think of anything. Um, I mean, we could be, stay creepy. <laughs> stay creepy and stinky. Not stinky! <laughs> Okay, that doesn't count. We just did this episode, and that, was that doesn't gross. count. Stay creepy. Stay creepy. I love it. All right. And you gotta do the little, little, little like the little finger guns. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.